0: Welcome to Designing Gippslandia. For those that are new, Gippslandia is a not for profit publication with a purpose to create connections that inspire the people, businesses, and organisations of Gippsland. In these design episodes, I'll be sharing some of the backstory and anecdotes about how we brought Gippslandia to life. My name is John Calabro. I'm one of the co founders of Gippslandia and director of the View From Here Design Studio, who have led the design of this magazine since way back in issue one, December 2016. In the first podcast I talked about uh, how we came up with the idea to I guess come up with uh, a magazine about the region and, and what we sort of intended to achieve and, and how we came about dropping it on everybody. Um, this issue my intention is to talk about well why a magazine? What can a magazine do and and what is a magazine I guess for? what What, what purpose does it serve? And How come a broadsheet and how come a newspaper? So for those who, I guess, don't know, if you've never seen Gippslandia magazine, it is a newsprint magazine. It's tabloid size. So for Australian readers, you would know, I guess, The Herald Sun is a good example of tabloid size magazine. Uh, Sorry, newspaper. And I suppose that idea, uh, magazine slash newspaper, what is it? What isn't it? Um, we probably faced a bit of confusion in the early days when we launched it because people thought, well, are you guys going to be replacing the local newspapers like The Express? Or, you know, is it's not glossy. How can it be a magazine? There was some confusion, I guess, by some of the other local magazine providers that, hey, you know, how can this be free? Why are you doing it for free? Uh, there was all these kind of things. I suppose... Um, you know, We had no answers to any of those things. We, we just did what we did because we thought it looked good and we thought the format was going to be great. We wanted people to get it. We didn't want it to be limited by price. We wanted the, um, people to pick up this thing when they were shopping or going to grab a coffee with someone. Um, We just wanted it to be available and free and there for everyone to grab and share. And, um, you know, if you ended up wiping your windows with it later on or doing worse, using it as kindling. Um, So be it. We we just wanted people to read it, see it, feel it, like it. And, um, you know what? The response was actually fantastic. We didn't expect what we got. I guess issue one dropped bundles of newspaper formatted magazines, hit the streets, Um, they were in cafes, we literally manually like chucked them in our boots, jumped in the car, drove around, heaps of people helped us out and we just dropped them off at every restaurant and cafe and shop that we thought might want to hold this thing Um, and so it didn't take long and on Instagram I guess people were starting to take photos of themselves reading this thing and they were folding it up and putting it next to a nice plant and taking a nice photo of it and suddenly we were seeing it like rolling up into gift hampers and, um, you know, this, this little free magazine that we didn't really know how it was going to go and, 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 uh, be received was suddenly being loved by so many, um, you know, hashtag Gibsonity became a thing. And, uh, you know, we were really, really humbled that people liked this humble little offering that we were putting out. So that was really exciting. Um, I suppose, you know how did that happen why did people like it you know the, the this here now is the i guess the point where i put my design hat on and you know this is the power of design this is the power of branding this is the power of good typography good layouts um nice aesthetics when you present things nicely people buy into it people are attracted to it um people want to be part of it and so it wasn't just i suppose what we stood for in the magazine because you know, you wouldn't say that any of the other local magazines didn't also stand for good things for the region. Um, but perhaps it's the way that we presented it, the choice of typeface. You know, the Gippslandia font has been very popular. Um, the t-shirts, Proud Gippslandian, since have been very popular as well. And, uh, you know, people like the brand. People like Gippslandia as as a design offering. So it's 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 kind of... You know, I say it might have been an accident or we sort of stumbled upon this luck that people fell in love with the brand. But, you know, I, again, I throw my design hat on and it's like, well, actually, no, that's not, that's not an accident at all. We designed it to be attractive. We designed it uh, in a way that people would enjoy flicking through the pages. So why then a magazine? Let's come back to that one. Um, me personally, and I can't speak for the other founders, Tim and Michael, um, but me personally, I, I had grown up in Morwell and uh, eventually moved to Melbourne, did my design degree, had worked at some great design studios, and it was probably around about 2008 or maybe 2010, say, when a really beautiful, humble little magazine hit the streets of Melbourne called Broadsheet. Um, Now, at the time, Broadsheet didn't have the media presence that it has now, or the Instagram following. In fact, Instagram hadn't been invented yet. Um, But Broadsheet was this stunning beautiful small pick it up while you're walking mobile kind of magazine that was all about melbourne's food and wine scene and look melbourne's food and wine scene if you haven't ever engaged in it is one of the world's best some of the best restaurants some some incredible personalities some beautiful spaces to eat in um you know melbourne's food and wine scene is just such an incredible uh experience to sort of parlay yourself through um and look, I credit Melbourne's food and wine scene as food excuse me, food and wine scene as one of the things that made Melbourne one of the most livable cities in the world. You could step into nearly every cafe and get a great coffee. You know, a coffee that just blows your mind. You could get smashed Avo and, you know, things like this, and, and suddenly like, you know, you, you can't it's kind of rare for you to ever even get a bad meal. Um, things like this are conducive to conversations, they're conducive to people catching up, it makes You know, it it gives an opportunity for architects because every space wants to be better um, and more attractive to be in, and suddenly there's all these sort of economies that come out of a good food and wine scene. So Broadsheet was really this um, iconic uh, flag, I guess, in the sand that sort of brought all these great activities together. So. I always saw this this medium of what Broadsheet had done for Melbourne as kind of suddenly becoming this one place where everyone could look at and talk to and converse about food and wine as something that Gippsland could do with too. Um, separate to Broadsheet, I had been a long-time fan and reader of another magazine called Monocle. Now, Monocle was founded by a guy called Tyler Brulé, who I think is a Canadian-American um, who's travelled the world, and he had also founded another magazine called wallpaper so magazines have this purpose i suppose where they can be curated and they can tell a message and they can bring like minds together and so monocle magazine was probably one of the first that kind of got under my skin in that it talked about more than just design and you know i was a working designer i had not long graduated from design school Um, but monocle talked about more than just design it talked about politics and it talked about architecture and it talked about food and wine and it talked about tourism and it talked about culture in general and it I suppose things like um, demographics and how all of these things work together to form I guess policy around economics. It seemed to be the most uh, eloquent put together format where all of these things came together Um, and this term livability kind of came out of that, right? Like livability really factors in and focuses in on all these things. So Monocle, this beautifully designed thing that you can flick through these lovely printed pages was also actually this symbol of progress and, and I guess political and economic, um, uh, yeah, or progress is the word and sustainability. So, you know, the, the magazine is a format beyond just being a beautiful thing to look at and flick through. Was something that had been on my radar for many, many years. So, as I mentioned in the last episode, we had been flagging this idea for a long time. You know, can we tell the stories of Gippsland? There's all these great people down here at the design studio that I run, The View From Here. We had all these great people coming in and showing us their folios, be they designers or photographers or even writers. And, you know, we decided, well, let's bring all these great talents together and put this magazine out. Now, if you've ever run a business before and you've had staff, you probably know that, you know, it can be hard to sometimes get some of these extra little projects and ideas up and running. So when Hazelwood was announced as being, um, scheduled to close, you know, we got our skates and we decided to make this thing happen. Um, and so, we designed it, and uh, at the studio, we commissioned a, a freelancer called Jason Mildren, who's a good friend of mine and I had studied with. He started doing some layouts for us, and then internally, of course, the entire design team got involved. So Shane Gavin, who was one of my designers, Cy Billum, I, I was designing a fair bit myself, playing around with spreads and looking at how photos might lay out. And we, you know, we got this thing designed, and we had a great time doing it. From a design studio perspective, you know, this was our freedom to design whatever we wanted and make something really beautiful. From the magazine's point of view, um, as I mentioned earlier, this was an opportunity to create something that I suppose helped people guide them their, their eyes sort of through interesting content, unique stories and bound it all together in this lovely thing that people just liked reading because it looks so good. So we had a really great time um, designing it and, and creating it and we loved the response. I suppose, you know, we should put some thanks out there to uh, the designers of those other magazines. So Studio Round, I guess, who started off designing Broadsheet and then was followed up by another design company called The Company You Keep, Um, as well as uh, Wing Creative, who are the design firm that um, is attached to Monocle Magazine. You know, those two magazines in particular... Brought so much inspiration to us and were um, so influential that um, you know we owe a lot to their influence for what we've done. Um, while I'm throwing a, th- a few thanks out there, I suppose you know the magazine couldn't have been made possible without all the contributors and people who who I guess got behind it, and especially the advertisers. So many of the advertisers were clients of the studio. Um, they jumped on board. They didn't even question. They 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 signed up and they said. Hell yes, make us, um, you know, you're making us proud by sort of being part of this. We, we all agree on what you're doing, and they jumped in. So, you know, I want to put big thanks out there to um, Jody Vott from the Cape Kitchen, who jumped on board, Peter Clark, which was Clark next door, and now O'Brien. Clark. Um, they jumped on board. My brother and sister-in-law, Daniel Calabro and Anita Turner, from the Laser Clinic, who have been advertising since day dot. Uh, John Johnson from Gippsland Motor Group was one of our early founders as uh, early advertising founders as well. Um, Jason Ponozzo and Rodney Gillam from Ropan um, and. Uh, Mark Howes from Abbey Gardens, which has now been sold as now Baptist Care, the aged care home. But you know, these guys were our founding partners. They jumped on board at the beginning. They committed to four issues. They gave us the funding to make it equitable and uh, off we went and you know the magazine was born and thankfully we were able to bring it to everyone. So look, that's a little bit about designing the issue. Hope you like that. If you're interested in hearing any more feel free to email me at jc at